Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Oh my gosh. Hey, boo. Hey. Okay. The reason why I'm so excited is because this is the first episode that I have recorded since before I had the baby. So it's been maybe four months since I recorded a podcast episode. Also, I cannot speak per usual. We, We all know that I stumble over my words because I talk too fast. So I'm trying to slow it down, but who knows? Y'all know I be getting excited and I'm just like, won't, won't, won't. Let's talk. Okay. So today we're going to talk about why your content strategy is not converting. And Um, I am going to just kind of, I have notes, but I'm going to be also kind of speaking from my heart because I got some feedback from you guys about some of the episodes that I've done in the last few months where you're really enjoying me kind of, um, speaking from my heart and maybe even sharing a little bit more behind the scenes of what's going on in my business or maybe in my clients' businesses. So I'm going to, um, just kind of speak from that standpoint with this episode. So Let's talk about your content and why your content plan may not be working. It may not be converting. Let's let's say that. Specifically, it's not converting into clients. So a lot of service providers and coaches create content that's focused on content pillars and not the customer journey. And I think, at least the last time I can remember, I think I've been talking a lot about customer journey um, and things like that. And while it's okay to have content pillars and I have content pillars, one of the reasons why your content is not converting is because your focus is on content pillars. And because of that, you're getting the amen crew, but you're not getting sales. And Here's the thing with content pillars. And again, I love content pillars. I do. I have content pillars, content pillars, content themes. If you don't understand what I'm saying, a content pillar is basically just um, a specific topic that you're talking about. Um, A lot of people call it themes, right? Content themes. Usually content pillars and content themes, they are taught as a way to create a content calendar for growing your business, right? How to grow your following. When people say, how, how do you grow your following? They always say you need to have content pillars. Whenever people talk about how to create a, a, a social media plan, they always say start with your content pillars, right? Okay, content pillars are cool for brand awareness maybe, but it's not always a good idea for sales. It's not always what you think it's going to be. Because content pillars, contrary to popular belief, content pillars actually bring people who are more like you. So if you do content pillars, like, like, let's just say, for example, like one of my content pillars is motherhood, right? Motherhood as a content pillar is going to attract other moms, but it may not attract moms that have businesses, moms that need a marketing coach or a marketing strategist or a sales strategist or an engagement person, right? 
it may not attract that person. It's just going to attract another mom. And that's where content pillars fail us, right? That's where, that's, that's why it's a struggle for us to actually convert with our content because we're speaking to the wrong person. And people don't talk about that. People don't talk about the fact that these content pillars, while yes, in theory, it's a good idea. It really sets you up for like the knockout and not in a good way. (laughs) So, um, this is why I stress the importance of a marketing plan. This is why week after week, I talk about why you should have a marketing plan. I talk about my VIP marketing experience. I talk about all these things because a content plan, a content calendar is not enough. You have to know your customer journey. You need to have a marketing plan that is in essence, moving people from becoming aware of your brand to ready to purchase from you. That is what your content strategy should be. Your content strategy should not just be based off of pillars. Pillars, in my opinion, should be used in combination with the content strategy. So, I mean, sorry, and and, um, your pillar should be used in combination with your customer journey. So you have your customer journey, your content pillars, those things are going to be the topics, right? That's the topics that you're talking about, but you should prioritize your customer journey when you're doing your content plan. We'll break this down. Don't worry, because you're probably like, what the heck, Kay? You're stressing me out. I promise you I'm not. And I promise you, once you shift the way you do your content, this will help you start to actually see sales and conversions. Because a lot of times we create content and you post something, you're like, man, I know this was a great post. Like it followed my content pillar that is, you know, about giving education or whatever, and it doesn't convert. And then you're sitting there like, what the heck? Why didn't this convert? Like, you know, it was a good post. You know, you deliver value. You know, you educate it. But what you fail to do is realize where your ideal client is in the customer journey. Have you got your audience to a point that they're actually ready to buy? Or did you just put out an educational piece of content because it's Monday and that's what you post on Mondays? You see what I'm saying? You see the difference? You see the difference? When when you're doing a content pillar, you're not following a true strategy, a true marketing strategy. But when you focus on the customer journey, well, now you know, you know what, my audience, like I've been putting out content to for people to get to know me, right, for them to actually see my brand. Now it's time for me to create content to get them engaged and to get them to fall in love with me and trust me as an authority. That's two different types of strategy, right? And the one I just mentioned is a stronger strategy because when you put out content according to where people are in the customer journey, they're going to connect with it better and they're going to do what you want them to do. So let's let's break this down some more. All right. Content pillars, themes. Okay, we use that to create the content calendar. And again, I'm not saying you shouldn't do them. What I'm saying is that if this is what you're basing your content calendar off of, you're you're going to have a hard time converting. You're going to find yourself in a position where you're constantly thinking to yourself like, wow, I know I created this good content, but it is not turning into sales. So Again, this is why I stress the importance of a marketing plan, because it's going to it's going to help you realize, depending on where you are, depending on where and it's not even where you are, it's where your audience is, is wherever your audience member is, wherever your ideal client is in the customer journey. This is the type of content you need to create for them to get them to the next step. 
when you have a, a, a marketing plan, you'll be able to focus all your content creation efforts on moving people through that customer journey. And so your content is going to shift from how to's, tips and tricks, um, you know, all all that like not surface level stuff but it's more surface level things it's gonna shift from that to what does my ideal client need to see at this stage to move them along to the next point getting them closer to that point of purchase and so this is why i always tell people like you need to write out your customer journey step by step and i know that sometimes that takes a lot of work i know sometimes it's like i don't i don't really know my customer journey or you know are people really following these steps but they are like and the thing is is that a lot of times you don't realize it at first but as you start to like as you write out your customer journey and as you start to um, put it into practice you will start to see people follow the customer journey so right now you may not see it right now you may think to yourself like nobody's really you know finding me here and then going over there to find me and then signing up for my email list and then after four emails they they you know are ready to work with me right you may think that that's not the case but as you continue to execute your marketing strategy, right? It, it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. As you continue to do it, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, whoa, it actually works. And you're going to be mind blown. Literally last week, I was, I was sitting here and out of nowhere, I got like, like an email and then I got two DMs on Instagram and all of them, like I could see exactly how they moved through the customer journey. I could see exactly how they moved through the funnel. And it was mind blowing for me to see it happen so fast like with with so many people at one time, you know, I mean, obviously people move through my funnel. That's not the problem. But to see it happen, like, boom, all at the same time, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, and I could literally look at my marketing plan, look at my customer journey. And I was like, whoa, like this thing really works. And it doesn't matter where you are. I think people are always going to be like, I will always be shook at just how well things work in my business by really staying consistent and i hate using that but it's the truth <laughs> how like just being consistent how following a strategy it just actually works like it's it just works period i want to encourage you if you haven't done it yet to write your customer journey i know i said that in the last episode because i literally just listened to it where i said for you to write out your customer journey so how does your ideal client follow you okay that's the question number one how do they find you that's the awareness stage what did they do to find you do you have a podcast are they finding you from the podcast if they're finding you on social media what did you post be specific what do you post on social media for someone to find you because we post all kind of things on social media that doesn't mean that our ideal client is going to find us through that post so i want you to be specific if you posted something on social media and your ideal client found you what did you post what did you say what are you talking about the next thing i want you to think about when you're writing out your customer journey is what happened happens when they engage with you and where are they engaging with you so if they found you let's just say they found you from the podcast when it's time to engage with you where are they doing it how are they doing it so for me a lot of times people find me from the podcast and then they engage with me either one on instagram or two via email if they engage with me on Instagram, nine times out of 10, no, I'm gonna say seven times out of 10, seven times out of 10, they are engaging with me in the stories because I, I usually post a lot of stories. They're usually engaging with something that has to do with either the kids or something where I'm talking about um, entrepreneurship, like my work life and kids or they're engaging with me via email. And when they're engaging with me via email, it's usually as a response to my CEO newsletter. If you're not on the CEO newsletter um, email list, you need to get on there because 
I really spill a lot of tea over there and I just have a lot of fun just creating that newsletter but also like I send out all kind of like resources and tips and love notes it's, it's just a whole vibe over there so go over there and hang out with me boo um <laughs> but so that's what happens when they engage with me when they engage with me like those are things that we're talking about those are the places that they're engaging with me so that's question number two question number three is what is the turning point for purchasing and this kind of goes with question number four which is what options are they considering or what options are they weighing before they buy so what is the turning point for them what is the thing that they're thinking to themselves when they decide hmm, maybe i need to like invest and usually this is where our problem awareness content comes in um you can do problem awareness content really at any stage of the customer journey, but when they're really like that turning point for them, it usually happens because they became aware of a problem that they had that they didn't know they had, or um, they knew they had this problem, but now that they've come into and started engaging with you, they're realizing, you know what, I'm actually ready for a solution. Um, so a lot of times uh, this is where the mindset stuff comes in, because in any industry, in anything you do, there's a little bit of mindset work that happens or, um, you know, a little bit of just shifting their beliefs around what's possible. That usually happens right there. So what is that turning point for them? What is the turning point that makes them decide now I'm ready to purchase? And then what other options are they weighing? Um, and what I mean by this is who else is in the industry that's doing something similar to you? And I'm not saying that you need to be watching them, looking at what they're doing all the time blah 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 no what i'm saying is what could they what else could they be spending their money on right so when i think about myself as um as a marketing coach right what else could people invest in well maybe they may think about investing in a team member right um maybe they might may not know what team member to invest in um maybe something else that they'd be open to investing in is like just a general business coach right someone that does all aspects of business coaching, right? All that, although I will help with those things, my sweet spot is mid-ticket, high-ticket marketing and sales, right? Um, lead generation, launching, like those are my areas of expertise. But sometimes people consider maybe working with a whole different type of business coach, like uh, just a general help you with all areas of your business, business coach. And that's cool too, right? I look more at sustainability, lead gen, marketing, actually making sales. Um, so what options are people weighing before they buy? What questions may they have before they buy, right? So people ask me a lot of questions about my different offers. And so it's my job to be able to explain to them on my content, hey, this is the difference between this offer and this offer. This is why you should consider maybe doing one-on-one -on -one Voxer coaching versus joining um, a group program. It's about articulating inside of your content what people are thinking, when they get to that stage in the customer journey. So what options do they have? And then the last question I want you to think about are, what are the steps to take to inquire and to pay? Now I have a whole rant that I'm gonna do about this later, so I'm not gonna get into it right now, but you wanna think about what steps are people gonna take to inquire about your service, to inquire about your offer, and then what step is there or what steps do they take to pay you? So for me, you can inquire really anyway. You can, but most people inquire with me and the way my customer journey is set up. If you have questions, if you need to reach out, you'll probably DM me on Instagram. Um, I have a few people who, and, and these are the people that don't 
leave my email list to go to Instagram, they just deal with me via email, those people will send me an email. Um, then the other way to inquire is to simply go to the link, go to the website. I try to make things as easy as possible. You can like, people don't have to talk to me in order to invest if if they don't want to. And I have plenty of people who they don't talk to me. They literally click the link and they check out and it's great. Right. And I jump in and we start our relationship. Um, so what are the steps that people take to inquire and pay? That is going to be like the last thing you want to think about because when you are creating content, you want to show them how easy it is or what the process is like to actually hire you and start working with you. Sorry, y'all, if y'all hear something in the background, it's totally my dog. But anyway, so that is just thinking about the customer journey. That's that's step one. From this customer journey, you want to then create content that's going to meet people where they are and moves them through the next stage of the customer journey until they pay that invoice. So I tried to give examples of what I do so that you can kind of see how I work people through the customer journey. And I tried to also share a little bit about like maybe content that you would create. But after you've written out your customer journey, that is your content. And I know that I didn't really give topics or anything, but when you take your customer journey and you marry it to your content pillars, you will have a high converting content strategy. So just having content pillars is not enough. And just having a customer journey is not enough. You need to have both in order to have a high converting content marketing strategy. So if you are creating consistent content, whatever that looks like, right? I am not here to judge you and say, oh, you need to be creating, you know, 10 posts a day or whatever. No. <laughs> and I probably would never do that. So uh, if you're creating con consistent content, whatever that looks like for you, but you are not consistently seeing or signing clients, you're not consistently generating leads, I want to challenge you to take a step back at your overall content strategy. I want you to look at things from a bigger standpoint. The number one problem I see most people have with their strategy is that they're using you're using vague content pillars so either you don't have the customer journey or if you do have the customer journey you're using vague content pillars but I've also seen people who have content pillars and they're just really vague and so I want to really dig deep into vague content pillars because this is a problem that I see happen a lot so I mentioned earlier that one of my content pillars is motherhood that is a vague content pillar. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. It's a very vague content pillar. And even I fight myself a lot on this as a content pillar. One, because I really don't care for it to be a content pillar, but two, because I know it's vague. And because of that, I, um, I, it, it, just, it just becomes a headache. So anyway, but, but it, it's a perfect example of a vague content pillar. So when you have vague content pillars, this leads to having surface level content um, or it, it leads you to have a struggle coming up with compelling content ideas. So I see this happen a lot where you have these content pillars like Motivation Monday, uh, Tip Tuesday, Education Tuesday, you know, um, you have a personal and relatability, right? Like you're going to share personal stories or a lot of people follow that whole educational, inspirational, entertaining rule of thumb as your content strategy. And while there's nothing wrong with those pillars or nothing wrong with those themes, there's nothing wrong with, oh, educational posts, inspirational posts, entertaining posts. It's not a high converting strategy. You are going to wake up one day and you're going to see educational, inspirational, entertaining and still not know what to talk about. You're still not going to know. You're still not going to have like a, 
a topic that comes to mind for that, right? Because it's not specific enough. It's not something that when you see it or when you when you hear it, when you think about it, you're like, oh, I know exactly what to talk about, right? Even if you made a whole list, you'll still wake up one day and you'll be like, you know what? I really don't want to educate on this. I really don't want to talk about this. So then what happens, right? What happens now? So again, there's nothing wrong with having themes or content pillars, but it's not a high converting strategy. You really have to couple your content pillars and you have to be really specific with your content pillars and also have that customer journey so that you can clearly identify and see what should I be speaking to today? What, what kind of content do I need to create today to really help people through a customer journey? So looking, the, the last thing I want to say, I think this is the last thing I want to say because it, it like just hit me, but when you use content pillars or follow themes, another thing that usually happens is that you will attract those freebie seekers, the DIYers. Remember I talked about earlier when you like create how-to content and tips and tricks, right? That type of content is going to attract people that are freebie seekers, is going to attract the DIYers and those people do not buy. Um, I'm not going to say they don't, they always like, it's not an always rule, but a lot of times those people are not ready to invest. Think about when you were just learning, when you were collecting freebies, when you were DIYing things in your business, were you really ready to invest? No. And you definitely weren't ready to invest 500, a thousand, 1500, 20,000, right? You weren't ready to invest any amount of money into your business, nothing significant, you know, maybe you were willing to give up your email, maybe you were willing to give up like $100. But anything past that, you were kind of on pause about that is what you attract with how to content, DIY content, etc. If you actually pay attention, and this is like a little insider tip, if you really pay attention, a lot of people that have these huge followings on social media sell low ticket offers. Why? Because their audience is usually filled with people who are freebie seekers. It's usually filled with people that, you know, because they post how-to content, because they post tips and tricks, they are a more beginner audience. Therefore, they're not ready to invest mid or higher ticket. So these these accounts, these these uh, business owners, their offers are usually under two hundred and fifty dollars. They may have a two nine nine seven. I mean, sorry, a two ninety seven dollar offer, right? Anything less than three hundred dollars because their audience it's a bunch of newbies, right? But if you're a service provider, if you're a coach, a consultant, your offers are way more than $297. So for you to post how-to content, uh, DIY content, tips and tricks, that's not really doing you any favors. And it may be bringing the wrong people into your audience. And again, you're not gonna convert because the people that you're converting, yes, it's building your brand awareness, but you're converting them like you're converting the wrong person or you're trying to convert, I should say, the wrong person. So this is why, again, the customer journey is so important. This is why the marketing plan is so important because you'll know what type of content do I need to create to attract this specific person at this specific stage in their life? You know, they're going to be the qual- a qualified lead, right? And at what point are they in the customer journey with me? So that's, that's what I want to say. Like, that's a whole nother side rant. The other thing is that a lot of times we attract these freebie seekers and sometimes your content, if you just continue on with those same content pillars of like tip Tuesday, you know, educational and in, in, um, entertaining, inspirational, when you just stay there, a lot of times you never shift your content to that deeper content they actually need to see. 
so that they can convert, right? So sometimes when you're just selling, when you're just putting out, oh, this is tip Tuesday, let me share this tip, or you're just educating people like doing how to's and stuff, it's not really giving them that deeper content, that deeper information, the deeper insight that they need in order to actually convert into someone or to move through the customer journey and grow so they can actually pay those higher prices. So what I mean by this is, let's just say one of your pillars or one of your themes is, you know, Tip Tuesday. I'm picking on Tip Tuesday because I used to do this. (laughs) And then I wonder why people didn't join my programs. But I used to do Tip Tuesday all the time. And I realized that I was doing these quick tips on Tuesdays. And those posts, even though I would like put so much thought into it, and even though I knew I was giving a lot of value, it was attracting either freebie seekers or I was teaching people how to do something on like on their own so they didn't need me. So then when they would look at the price of my offer, they would be like, oh my gosh, this this costs so much. You literally just told me how to do it, so I'm just going to do it, right? And the thing is, is that we all know, like let's be real, we all know that most people are not going to do the work. That's why they hire service providers. That's why they hire coaches because they don't want to do the work. And it's not because they're lazy, but a lot of times people don't have the time, right? People don't have the time. People don't have the energy. Maybe it's something that really stresses them out and and it just, it, it messes with their mental. For whatever reason, they don't want to do the work. But If you're just putting out the tips, if you're just telling people what to do, what is the incentive to actually hire you instead of giving them the tip or giving them, you know, like telling them this is step by step what you should do. Instead of doing that, show a case study, show a case study of what you have done for someone else. Now it changes the conversation from, oh, I can do it myself to, hmm, this is what she could do for me. Let me hire her. Let me give her my money. Right. It's a whole different conversation and it's a better better uh, strategy to use versus tip Tuesday. And you're still educating, you're still, you know, being inspirational, but you're shifting it based off of where they are in the customer journey, which in that case, in this example, they are probably in the consideration stage where they're considering your offer or considering doing it themselves. So that's the little rant, like not really a rant, but it's like a little side note that I wanted to say. And King just woke up. So if y'all hear crying, I'm not going to edit it out. Um, <laughs> so again, this is why I preach the marketing strategy. This is why I preach knowing your customer journey, because your marketing strategy, it's going to tell you what is the central message. And this is like things that you have to think about. And this is what I help people with inside my um, done, done with you marketing experience. But it's also what I do with people um, inside of my one-on-one boxer coaching. So depending on what you need help with, we, we work through this. But your marketing strategy, it's going to tell you what is your central message that you're trying to convey. And a lot of times this is going to be like your value proposition or your I help statement. The things that your marketing strategy is going to be able to help you do, helping you figure out what is your central message, right? What is the central thing? What is the main thing that you are trying to convey? Who are you? What is your value proposition? Your, what's your I help statement, right? Like that's what your marketing strategy is going to help you do. And that's going to help you create content, right? So for me, I'll just use myself an example as an example. My central message is simplifying your marketing, making sales easy, helping you consistently make sales, um, helping you sustainably build, grow, scale a business, right? These are the things that I'm helping you do. And also my value proposition or like where my sweet spot is, is helping you sell mid and high ticket offers, right? Helping you get really good at doing that in such a way that you're not stressing yourself out. You're not overwhelming yourself doing quote unquote, all the things. And so 
my marketing strategy that is the central focus those are my main messages and whenever i create a piece of content that's all i think about i don't have to think about random content pillars because i know that at any moment i could wake up right now or i could wake up tomorrow and say okay today i'm going to talk about sales today i'm going to talk about marketing um and specifically i'm marketing i'm talking about high ticket i'm talking about mid ticket i'm talking about you know whatever and i'm going to i'm going to make sure i understand okay my ideal client right now, I want to speak to the person that is at the beginning, right? They're just getting to know me. They're, they're maybe newer to this, not completely a newbie because based off my ideal client, they're not going to be super new in business. But I will know that, okay, in order to attract new ideal clients, this is what I need to talk about when I'm talking about marketing, let's just say. Then the next thing your marketing strategy is going to tell you is what are the frameworks, the strategies, processes for how you serve or coach your clients? So your marketing strategy, like I really break these things down. It's so important that you break these down too. What are the things that you do? What are the things that you teach to your clients? How do you do this? So for me, I have several different frameworks, right? So I have the becoming CEO framework. I have the content to um, the content to sales framework. I have I even have a brand photography framework, how I actually help people strategize and create brand images. So I have a framework for all that when I do lead generation. So I (laughs) this is a whole another side note, but I have a whole strategy and framework for lead generation. So what are your strategies, whether you're a service provider or a coach, what are your frameworks? What is the strategy? What is the process? Because having these will help you create content. So I have a strategy. I have the becoming CEO framework. When I wake up, I can just teach the framework, right? This, and I tell people this all the time, teach your framework, teach your process, teach your strategy, and you will never run out of content ideas because you're always doing it day in and day out when you're working, when you're serving your clients. Take a note of maybe a problem they have or a question they have or something that you help them work through. And that is a piece of content. And now you are hitting those pillars of educational, inspirational, whatever the other one is, right? Like you're hitting all those things because you are literally showing them all this stuff in practice. And this this really just creates a content strategy that, that's not just random and based off of, oh, I, I love talking about motherhood and, um, you know, giving tips and stuff and inspiration, and encouraging. It moves your content from being surface level to dang, sis knows what she's doing. This is what we mean by being an authority, right? Being a thought leader, because you're not just saying things because everybody else is saying it. You're saying things and creating content because this is your lived experience and not even just lived experience. This is your expertise from the work that you've done. Another thing that your marketing strategy will do and be able to tell you is what your offer promise. So I'm really big on like, what is the result? What is that transformation people can expect from your offers? So for me, with the becoming CEO method, which that is my baby, y'all. But with the method, my goal and the offer promise of that is to teach uh, service providers and coaches how to um, create, market and sell their profitable offer and I literally want you to come in here and you're going to learn how to get one client and the next client and the next client. And it's going to be to the point where like clockwork, you will know exactly what it is that you need to do to sign your next client, to fill up your next program. That is the whole point of this offer to make marketing and sales 
very easy for you and to help you create a profitable and sustainable business. Now that sounded long, but it really isn't long, right? Because the whole point, the premise, if I had to boil it down to one thing is create, market, and sell a profitable offer. So what is your offer promise? When you know that, see, now that I know that, okay, I could create a post just talking about how to create a profitable offer. I can create a post talking about what a profitable offer is tips about, you know, I mean, hey, if I want to do tips, right, I could be like five tips to to know if your offer is profitable or whatever, right? Five questions to ask yourself if your offer is profitable, right? I literally just came up with that. I'm gonna write that down because that's a good idea. Um, But when you know your offer promise, you can speak to those points. And that's going to help people want to buy, right? Because you're not going to just be giving them a tip or a how to or whatever, you're going to be actually doing something deeper to move people along that customer journey. And the last thing that I just want to say about the marketing strategy, um, the the last thing that your marketing strategy will be able to help you do, it's going to help you know, what does your ideal client need to see, feel, understand, whatever, in order to move from one stage of the customer journey to the next to get closer to working with you. Your marketing plan is going to really help you outline and map out what, what, does your ideal client need? And it's it's going to be so important to know what do they need to know to get to the next stage? What do they need to feel? What do they need to see? What do they need to understand to get to the next stage of working with you? So maybe in the beginning when they first learn about you, maybe they're maybe it's just a big picture idea. Maybe they are just they're just coming to terms with the idea that it's time for them to hire. So they are looking at, okay, what's going to save me time? right? That's the thing they need to see when they become aware of you, okay? The fact that hiring, outsourcing, whatever, it saves them time. But as they move along the customer journey, they need to see more than that. They need to understand, well, why should they trust you? They need to understand that you are actually good at what you do and that you can do what you say you can. You do that through showing case studies and testimonials, showing them, hey, here's the proof. Here's the evidence that I am able to do what I say I can do. Maybe they need to see Uh, you doing work, like you actually sitting down doing work. Maybe you just need to do a time lapse of you sitting at your computer working. That may be the thing they need to see in order to know that, you know what, I know I can trust her with my money because she does what she says she's going to do. Here are the results that she said that she's able to get people. Here is her talking about my exact problem and how she would solve it or how she has a process and a system to solve it. What is that thing? That goes in your marketing plan. And once you have that, you have your entire strategy and it becomes so simple. And this is why a lot of people, this is why your content is not converting because you don't have this piece. This is the missing piece. We often miss all this, all this juicy information, all this, all this stuff. We miss it because we skip the marketing plan. And I know it's easy to skip your marketing plan. Nobody wants to do it. I didn't want to do it. I really didn't. When I first started my business and most people, they teach this, right? Start messy, do it scrappy, blah, blah, blah. Yes, right? There's a time and a place for that. But I know if you're listening to this, you are, you're planning to be in business for the long haul, right? You're planning to do this for the next few years. Um, you Maybe this is what, how you want to retire your husband. This may be how you want to leave your nine to five or whatever. If that's the case, you have to stop winging it. You cannot wing it long term in your business and having a marketing plan or not having a marketing plan. I I will say this, not having a marketing plan, you're winging it and you have to, you have to, if you're really trying to change how your content works and really 
make sure that your content is converting, you need to have this marketing plan. Because focusing on your content calendar or just like a content strategy, but not really thinking about the overall picture, I get it. It's not fun. It's not sexy, you know, but it's the thing that's going to give you the longevity that you need and the sustainability that you need to be in business long term. And it's also going to allow you to hire people that can actually support you and help you in a way that nobody on the team is stressed. Because I've, I've been on teams where I've worked with these huge companies and they don't have a marketing plan or the marketing plan they do have, it's not well thought out. And because of that, the, everyone on the team suffers and they struggle. And it's like, you're going to invest money into things and wonder why you're not getting the ROI you want. And it's because you didn't have a, the plan as the visionary. You are the CEO. You are the leader. It's your job to come up with the plan, right? Even if you don't know all the details, you can hire people to help you with the details. But you should have a direction to go in. And when you don't, it sets everyone up for failure. So I, since I'm doing all this chit-chat, whatever, whatever, and because I know how much work is required in doing this, I do want to share two options to make this a little bit easier for you and give you a little bit of support in this. So option one, you can join the Becoming CEO method. In the method, and I've already talked about this briefly before, but in the method, there is a five-part process where I break down exactly how to write out your marketing strategy. So you can basically DIY it and I will give you feedback. Um, the method is where my entire marketing and sales brain lives. Anything that I think and know about marketing and sales, I really do put into that um, program and I'm always updating it with more information. The CEOs in there, they get tons of feedback from me and support. They get ideas. There's trainings, um, coaching, like there's all kinds of stuff in there. And I really do um, just continue to update that area. And once you join, you'll have lifetime access. So that is the perk of the Becoming CEO method. And the other option is the Done With You marketing experience. And you can click the link in the below. Oh, if I could talk, you can click the link below to get the details on this. But basically, this is a Done With You six to eight week experience where um, you and I together We'll use Voxer and a Google Doc, and we will hammer down your marketing strategy. I'm talking about forwards and backwards. We will map out your customer journey. We will map out your offers. We will redo your offers if we need to, just make sure they're profitable. Um, we will talk about exactly where you'll be marketing your business and how you're going to do it. Um, and all the th- literally everything that we covered today in this episode, I will walk you through that and help you through that in this experience. And then afterwards, um, I will create a 90 day content calendar for you. So that's the cool part is that you get to see how this whole episode works in practice because there will be a calendar for you to basically rinse and repeat because I ideally marketing should be something that you can rinse and repeat. I will also help you out with your launch strategy for your next few launches and etc. So there's a lot of really juicy things that happen inside the Done With You marketing experience. And I'm really excited about supporting people with this and supporting CEOs with this because I do recognize that creating a marketing plan is not the most fun thing in the world and it's sometimes hard to know what should you include what should you leave out all that kind of stuff and I really believe that you can never have too much inside your marketing plan and so uh, you know I have some people who uh, when we've gone through and actually answered all the questions, because I have a lot of questions that I ask, so sorry. Um, but once we go through all the questions, sometimes they have like a 25 page Google Doc. And granted, I really, I go through that and I, you know, pare it down to where it's a much shorter document. A lot of people's um, marketing plans are around maybe three to five pages. But 
having all that juicy information, all that data, all that market research, it really is helpful when it's time for you to create content and you stop being as stressed out about what you should be creating um, in order to actually convert people with your content. And for those of us who are doing content marketing, right? Maybe you're not doing paid ads and stuff to grow your business. You really do need this. So I'm going to put this link below so that if you are interested in this offer, you can jump into it. It's called the done with you marketing experience. And it's my baby. I, I only take three clients on per month for this. So if you want to get a spot, you know, try to grab yours as soon as possible, because I really do try to fill this up months in advance, or at least a month or two in advance. So grab your spot for that. But the last thing that I want to do and I want to say is that at the very least, you know, whether you join any of my offers or not, again, my stuff is always no pressure. I'm not trying to pressure you into anything. So if you don't join, that is totally okay. But I want to just encourage you to make sure before you create a new piece of content, I want you to write out your customer journey. Even if you struggle with doing it, even if you're like, I don't know if this makes any sense, I still want you to try, like try your hand at writing out a customer journey. And then I want you to identify what type of content do people need to see in each stage and what they need to see to move to the next step. When you do that, you'll see your content shift. Your content will start to make a little bit more sense. And I usually tell people when you are marketing, when you're creating content, just go through the customer journey every day, every single day. What's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? You know, or every week, right? Every week, maybe week one, you focus on brand awareness. Week two, you work on engagement. Week three, right? Rotate through the customer journey. And at some point you will start to see as you become consistent with having this strategy, you will start to see that you'll just keep getting new leads, new leads, new leads. And then these leads will convert, 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 and then you'll start seeing sales. So you'll start to realize that this 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 works, right? This is a strategy that works. And this is a strategy that will keep you from feeling so stressed out about coming up with ideas and creating more content. So I hope this was able to encourage you. I hope this was able to help you. I hope that after trying this strategy, maybe in a couple of months, you'll be like, you know what, Kay, you were right. This was like the best episode ever, because I'm not gonna lie. I really think this was like the bomb.com. I only stumbled over my tongue like five times. So I'm really proud of myself because I slowed it down. I don't even want my episodes to be this long, but it's long. And I'm just like, okay, okay, you did that. So I want everyone to give me a round of applause. Give me my flowers. <laughs> okay, I'm just playing. But for real, I really do hope that this was able to encourage you. I hope this was able to help you out and just maybe help you feel less um, overwhelmed and stressed out about your content. Because I do know a lot of times I get people that come to me and you just stop posting on Instagram. You stop sending out emails. You stop doing all those things because you don't know what to post. And I hope that this was able to kind of help you think through a better strategy and a way to do things so that you're not feeling as stressed out with your content. And so that the things that you do create and put out, it gets you the desired result you're looking for. So again, if you need any support with this, you can join the method or you can hop into my done with you marketing experience and we can work through that together. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.